You love board games. You're obsessed with them. It's all you can think about and you feel so excited and in love. You've also got so many opinions and a camera. The next logical step you can think of is to be a content creator. But should you? Let's talk about this in tonight's Gamecasters adjacent. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show. Inboxes and notes of games are top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Back in 2013, I decided to follow in my grandfather's footsteps and be on the radio. My paternal grandfather had a career in radio, and that always appealed to me, so I decided to go to broadcasting school and get my broadcast communications degree. During my schooling, I decided it was more lucrative to go into video than radio, and that led me to living out in California, working for the Dr. Phil show. I realized I hated that business and moved back home, not sure what to do. There were no radio jobs anywhere I wanted to live, so what do I do now? Well, in 2016, I made the decision to start this podcast. I felt like I was marrying two obsessions of mine, board games and talking, <laughs> and, and we've grown to where we are since then. The marketplace for content creation is flooded in the board game space nowadays, I'm constantly seeing or hearing of new shows or channels that I've never heard of. And this is my main hobby, so that's freaking crazy. The barrier for entry is extremely low. YouTube is free. Everyone has a phone with a camera, so everyone thinks they're awesome and that people need to hear their opinions. Hell, look at me. But so because of that simple barrier for entry, everyone thinks they can do it. But as with everything else, Sturgeon's Law applies here. I don't think I'm giving a hot take here or being gatekeepery by saying that most content creation is garbage. There's about 10% that's any good. And why is that? What does it take to make it? Being a successful content creator is an extremely challenging thing. And I'm not saying we're successful, but we're constantly trending upwards, which is the main indicator of success for us. But it is so incredibly challenging. And there are a number of reasons why. I've come up with about eight things that I feel you need in order to be a successful content creator in the board gaming space that I'm going to share with you one by one. Now, these aren't graded in terms of importance as I feel as though they're all pretty equally important, but I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about what I mean about each one. You don't have to have all these to make it. And again, I want to, I kind of want to emphasize, I am not trying to sound gatekeepery or like I have all the answers or I know everything. It's not at all. This is kind of my Simon Cowell Esque way of uh, saying, here's what I like as a content consumer and what I kind of hope that I portray uh, as I've thought about all this being a content creator. And so I just kind of want to get these out there. Again, there's eight things. It's probably a good idea to make sure you do these things. If you're thinking about starting to be a content creator or if you already are and you're not seeing growth like you want, maybe one of these things is the reason why. So number one, I'm starting off number one with knowledge. If you're going to be a content creator and you want people to take you seriously enough to listen to your opinions, you should probably know a lot about the subject with which you're talking. Um, it's incredibly obvious to me when I'm watching or listening to someone talk about board games and they have absolutely no clue what the hell they're talking about. If you're going to be a board game content creator, you should probably have played a ton of board games. You should you should probably know a bevy of the most popular designers. Uh, you don't have to, certainly. There are some channels I've seen that have a ton of subscribers with the main talent knowing very little about games outside of what's brand new right now. They have a lot of other things though on this list. Um, but I would say if you really wanna be taken seriously, you should probably have knowledge in what it is that you're making content about. And maybe that's a maybe that's a very obvious one, who knows? But if it's not, it's on the list. Number two, and this might be the most important thing on the list, and that's personality. 
And I mean so much more than do you have a good personality, but that also is certainly important. Now, I say this all the time, that there are people who should be doing this and there are people who shouldn't. And it's pretty obvious by seeing or hearing right away. I mean, think of anything, anything that people are really good at or successful at, they should be doing it. Right? Like, you know when someone's a shitty actor. You see somebody and they get just completely slammed in a movie because they suck. They probably shouldn't really be doing it. You know what I mean? The same thing goes for content creation. This is not something that literally every single person or any person who just likes board games should probably do. One of the most typical things I find is the personality. And mostly what I mean by this is how are you on camera? How are you behind the microphone? Do you seem comfortable? Do you seem genuine? It's ridiculously obvious to listeners, viewers, if you're uncomfortable in front of the camera, or if you're just seeming like you're reading in a way that's like stiff or wooden. And those things will likely be the number one detractor of your growth. It's a very challenging skill to sound normal and conversational and inviting and genuine. I would really encourage people making content to consider this one, maybe overall, all of these before taking this journey. Tom Vassell and Rado, for instance, are probably the poster children for having a good personality. They both have charisma out the wazoo. They have a way of talking that seems and feels real. They're easy to listen to and you believe what they're saying. Neither of them come across uncomfortable, seem like they're reading, and they all, and they both, I should say, have very high energy. Tom is probably the person I'd tell everyone to study and compare themselves to if they're getting into this space and wanting to be successful. Watch your latest video, listen to your latest podcast, and then watch a video from Tom. How do you sound? Do you sound nothing like you sound in real life? Do you think you're just being professional? Because in my experience, people in this hobby aren't necessarily looking for professional. Unless you're Rodney Smith or some other how to play channel, people are looking mostly for other people to identify with. They want to be entertained, and, and, and genuine personality is incredibly obvious. Discomfort is incredibly obvious. Lack of energy is incredibly obvious. This is probably the toughest one of all of these things on this list to improve upon, as it's mostly, it, it, this kind of thing mostly either comes natural to you or it doesn't. But I sincerely feel that the majority of the reason why people aren't as successful as they want to be is due to this. Okay, number three, quality of production. Now, this one isn't, like, necessary, as you can have the highest quality production on the planet, but if you don't have the personality, you're dead. However, let's assume you do have the personality, and you still aren't really seeing the growth you want. Take a look at your production values. Look and listen to the best players out there. Does your sound quality measure up? Are you well lit? How is your thumbnail game? Is it amateurish? Do you have graphics, music? No? Why not? Edit your content in a way that's polished. Watch, listen to the content, your content, the same way a chef constantly tastes his food. Did you mess up? Do it again. Make it perfect. If you spend no time on your production, that's going to come through, and nobody is going to want to listen to it or watch it. If you're not putting in the effort to make your content as good as it can be, why should we put in the effort to watch or listen to it? There are so many people out there making high-quality, well-polished content. If you come in below that, I'm not going to watch or listen to you over them. Right? So if you're starting out, you're like, man, do I want to be a content creator? What is your production values going to look like? What are they going to look like comparatively? All right, number four. This is another must, I think, in my opinion. This is unique ideas. Especially if your on-air personality isn't quite up to snuff like we talked about earlier. Do something different. How many channels out there already exist that simply review the newest game? How many podcasts are out there that tell you what's hot on Kickstarter? Why would I go to you instead of listening to The Secret Cabal? Why wouldn't I just watch The Dice Tower? What are you doing differently that makes me want to watch you? When Rado first came out, he was one of the only guys I knew about who was just playing the game, and you got to watch his decisions as the game was going on live. He wasn't reviewing it. 
He wasn't playing with a group of people. He wasn't trying to be a character. He was simply doing something different. Couple that with his personality and boom, winning formula. He's now one of the most famous board game content creators there are. Same thing with Shut Up and Sit Down. The amount of work they must put into each and every video is freaking staggering. They're hilarious, they have high production, captivating personalities, vast knowledge in the space, and what a unique idea to basically do skit-based comedy routines as their reviews, and I find it freaking genius. And so do a bunch of other people, which is why they're incredibly popular. If you're gonna just do the same old thing, nobody's gonna pick you over the tried and trues unless you are seriously something special to watch. You must be the most charismatic person of all time to get away with content that's the same as everything else. And this is another super important one. How are you going to stand out? Find something, anything, make sure it's unique and hit it. Number five, marketing. So everyone knows about the Dice Tower. How are you going to be successful by merely existing? You have to find a way to let people know you exist without seeming like you're just spamming yourself. This is one of the most difficult aspects that I struggle with. Marketing myself does not come naturally to me. I don't really know how to do that. The Gateway Network was a device I created for people like me who don't really have a way to market themselves in a way that would compete with the big guys. That experiment of mine hasn't really panned out the way I'd hoped, so I'm still trying to figure this one out. But if you can find a way to let people know you're out there, that's huge. One thing we found is to include board games somewhere in your title. SEO or search engine optimization is a huge deal for growth. If you type in board game podcasts in Google, for instance, we are actually on the first couple of the results, which is everything. Sometimes people just want to find something generic like that. Board game podcasts, they'll Google. And if you have those generic terms somewhere in either your name or your description, that will and can go a long way to increasing your chances of being seen. We are the Game Casters Podcast, a board gaming podcast about board games. So you see, those things are great for our SEO and ultimately our exposure. So consider this if you're starting a channel or a podcast, or if you're already a channel or a podcast or something and you're not seeing the SEO that you want. Number six. Consistency. This is also huge. Have a schedule. Make sure your audience knows that schedule so they know what to expect. There's nothing more confusing than a release schedule that's all over the place. The Secret Cabal used to be released every Wednesday, for example, and that became part of them and got to the point where I would have like a Pavlovian response to Wednesdays and associate those with the Secret Cabal. If people don't know when to find your content, they're much less likely to stick around consistently. If you have a consistent schedule, then people know what to expect. It's really simple, but it's also something that I think a lot of people don't really think about too often. You know, I'll just release this kind of whenever the hell, because what does it matter? It matters. It matters. People want to know when they're listening to you. Number seven, luck or like knowing someone. This one sucks, but is it tried and true? Fuck yes. If you happen to know someone already in the industry who can shout you out and get their huge listener base to check you out, then man, are you all set. Also, just being lucky is something you'll probably need. If you consider doing something unique, this can help your luck a bit, as people are more likely to remember and be interested in something new they hear about on, say, Facebook recommendations list. But man, is luck everything. You know, you have a funny episode that somebody just happens to share. One person shares it on Facebook, and then somebody who's a content creator already that's big and, and popular sees that and says, oh, I'll check it out. And then, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then they shout you out, and then all of a sudden you kind of blow up. Now, that's extremely rare. Hasn't happened with us yet, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> but it is definitely something you're going to need. You're probably going to need a little bit of luck when you're first starting out in this space that's already flooded. And number eight is, again, I've, I've been saying this a lot. They're all, these are all super important. This is one of the most important, again. This is called self-critique, 
self-reflection. One of the main things I probably literally do every single day is self-critique and self-reflect. We just released an episode, we'll say, what would I change about it? What didn't work like I hoped? What did work that I should probably keep doing? Was the audio too low? Was I umming too much? Was the camera off center? Could I have had more energy? Was this my best work? You should seriously be asking yourself questions like this constantly. If you were to give yourself a review, what would you say about yourself? What would you say about that new episode you just posted? What is it that you have to offer the board gaming community that's not already out there? Or if what you're doing is already out there, how are you better? Seriously ask yourself that question and then if you don't like the answer, change it up. Do something different, be better. Complacency is the enemy of progress. If you're not getting the views you want, the downloads, the subs, do something different. Look at some channels who are successful, see what they're doing as a baseline and try and do it better. I found a YouTube channel recently called All You Can Board. I'd never heard of these guys before. I don't even know how I found them. I didn't search for them. They just showed up in my algorithm. And man, these guys are an incredibly good example of how to do this. Check them out if you have a YouTube channel and you wanna see someone nailing it to compare yourself to. They're called All You Can Board. Uh, so who are some of your favorite board game content creators and why? What is it that you like about them? Do any of them have a lot of the things I've talked about here? Certainly there will be outliers and exceptions to the rule, but if you're thinking about starting something content-wise, this might be a good place to begin. As always, thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, I am Ryan, and you've been listening to The Gamecasters. Have a great night.